Welcome back, everybody. It's your time. I almost messed up my own intro. It's your time to add up on the Edup Experience podcast, where we make education your business. I think I think this is my tenth or eleventh podcast of the day, so I am allowed to mess up here and there. I've done this intro a lot here at Insights Edu. Why have I done so many podcasts? Because there's so many darn interesting and amazing people to interview. I got a gentleman in front of me. He came by and he said. You want to have a really interesting conversation? You need to interview me. And then he told me what he did, and I said, "Yes, <laughs> this is going to be a very interesting conversation." I'm going to bring him in right now because we got a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. He's Daniel Kalef. 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 Oh, why did I? <laughs> Chief Growth it's Officer at Greenflower. Oh, Greenflower, Daniel. Yep. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Thank so you. sorry I got your last name wrong That's after okay. you told me seven times how to say it. Should have gone for eight. That's uh, oh, my fault. Should have gone for it. No, it's not your fault. Um, you're here from Greenflower. You came yep. by. You said, Joe, let's have a gr- really interesting, organic, if you will, conversation. <laughs> and um, what is Greenflower? Yeah. So Greenflower is um, kind of the noted cannabis education company in the country. We've surprised. Uh, yeah. Not too many people have heard of it uh, or even think that it's a thing. And we've actually been in business for 10 years now. Uh, but the first. I'd say five years or six years of that was just trying to get rid of the myths in the industry and help people. So we had we had curriculum. You could go online, take a class about CBD or things like that. And then we started helping cannabis companies train their employees to be to really understand it better. And about four years ago, four and a half years ago, I came on with the idea that could we expand our reach if we started to offer programs in partnership with universities across the country? Uh, and so we did that about, you know, in late 2019, we started kind of going out and talking to folks. And our first uh, our first foray was going to a couple conferences where people would come up to our booth and take selfies and chuckle and walk away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, in January of 2020, <laughs> we signed our first uh, university partner, uh, Florida Atlantic University. Oh, uh, yeah. We now work with. 27 universities and 25 community colleges across the country. Okay, so what is it that you do exactly for these universities? Yeah, so we've created programs that that leaders in the industry said are needed to help people really be successful. So we have a business program. It is from seed to sale. It's like a mini MBA in cannabis. So everything from the business side of agriculture to distribution to retail operations, marketing, banking, accounting, you know, manufacturing, it's, you know, supply chain, it's, it's a really amazing program for people who want to understand any part of the business. And it's, it's, you know, it's one of the most highly regulated industries in the country. And, and not a lot of people truly understand you get a lot of people in the, on the retail side who, you know, worked at the gap and like to smoke and think that they'd be great working in dispensary and they're not helping anyone. And mm. the turnover is pretty significant in the industry. Because, uh, of, because of the lack of training? Yeah, the lack of yeah. It's just people just think it's going to be cool when it's, you know, it's, they don't know what they're getting into. And wow. so our business program is really, really helpful for that. We have an agriculture and horticulture program. So it teaches commercial growing, including hemp. Uh, which is, you know, industrial hemp is legal every in every state. Um, and then we have a medicine and healthcare program, which was designed for healthcare professionals. So we get a lot of doctors and nurses and therapists in that program. You know, doctors and nurses get about one hour on the endocannabinoid system in school. And so if you're a doctor or a nurse in a state that just went legal, you might have your patients coming to you and saying, you know, I don't need to take my blood pressure medicine anymore because I've got these gummies and it's just really solving my problems. And if you don't know what you're talking about, you don't have any re- response. Uh, and so it's Yikes. really important. Yeah. And it's kind of scary. Right. And so um, that program is fantastic. And then we have a compliance and risk management program. 
It's again, this is amazing. It's so it's so heavily regulated. You need to understand that if you're running a business at all, or if you're a lawyer or a con, or an accountant, and you're consulting. You need to understand risk management really significantly. And then we just started uh, two weeks ago offering our fifth program, which is our um, it's a product design and development program. So amazing. When you're, if you walk into a dispensary these days, there are so many different products. It's not just buying a jar of, you know, of bud and, you know, going and smoking it. There are oils and tinctures and candy bars and gummies and topicals, cookie dough think, right? and topicals. topicals. Yeah. And so the, the process of extracting THC or CBD or CBG from the plant and in infusing it into products and not screwing it up and not making it so your candy bar is half really strong and half not or whatever it may be is very technical. Uh, and there's a huge demand for it, so we just started offering that program as well. This, this is insane. All right, so why is this so, it's cool? What what you're saying is that the cannabis industry is so large and sophisticated now, after all these states have gone legal and, and states have been involved and so on, that it's created its own ecosystem of jobs. And in order for, for these businesses to run effectively, which now it's not – you know, when you think about the cannabis industry, many people think, oh, wow, it's some kid in his backyard and he's growing 14 <laughs> plants out in the garden. Mega brownies. Right. We're, ta right. we're talking about warehouses, scientists, uh, business owners running, uh, 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 you know, basically running, uh, selling, buying, inventory, tracking, metrics, yeah. sales, taxes. I mean, you think about the taxes and the laws, the lawyers, the attorneys who probably specialize in cannabis law. Mm -hmm. It's probably a specialization it of is. law. It is. Um, this is an ecosystem of jobs now without the sophistication needed to perform all these jobs. So you need you need a company like Greenleaf to come in and tell you what needs to happen, basically, is it? Yeah, 100%. And and it's um, not only its own ecosystem as an industry, every state has its own ecosystem. Because if you think about it, because it's not federally legal, you can't have a dispensary in Michigan and buy your product from Illinois. It goes against no. the interstate commerce clause of the federal government. And so every state has to, everything you buy in, in your state has to be grown there, extracted there, produced there, and sold there. So what do you do? Do you go to university from Green Flower and you say, look, we need people who know how to do this, whatever this is. Do you design the curriculum? Yeah, we, we've already designed the, the curriculum. We actually have the instructors too. So because most universities who think this this makes sense, right? They're, it makes sense because it's a it's the fastest growing job market in the country. Uh, if you think about how, what's happening in higher ed now, micro credentials are a really big deal. And so big deal. Um, so we've created, you know, these six month fully online, but instructor led micro credentials there. Most of ah. all, all of our schools, except for two, offer them as non credit. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but but there's just such little subject matter expertise on, on college campuses to so that we so we include the instructors, all of the curriculum, and we also then, you know, marketing cannabis is really difficult. You still you know you were talking to your Google friends, you still can't buy a Google AdWord with the word cannabis in it. Really? Yeah. I didn't and know that. So it's hard, and so we do the marketing and recruiting of the students for the schools as well. So you do like a rev share model, basically. Yeah. You, you're yeah. bringing in the packaging, you're bringing in the curriculum, the instructors, the marketing. And then you're taking a percentage correct, of uh, out the back. I mean, this is all a business. This is yeah. I read the business for anybody that listens to this that goes, oh, I wish they didn't bring that up. <laughs> Everybody needs to make money to provide a service that they have. Yeah. The question is, can you provide the training that the cannabis industry needs if you're a higher institution? If the answer is no and you want to do that. Yeah. How do you do it? You um, know, where did you create the curriculum from? Did you go hire a bunch of experts that put this together? Yeah. So if you think about what I said about the history of our company, the first five years was 
creating a cadre of about 700 of the top experts in the world to come together and create this curriculum. So, and it's each, each, each course has some incredible video lecture in it from these top experts that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. Uh, and then there's readings and then you're interacting with your other students and there's instructors that are helping you along the way. And uh, each, each program is made up of three eight-week courses. So it's a six-month program. Uh, and it's really wow. it's changing people's lives. People are getting jobs. They're starting businesses. They're, they're, they're doctors and they're helping people. I mean, you name it. It's, it's just, we've had about 6,000 students go through it in the last three and a half years. That's amazing. Uh, say again, you said all the schools but two are non-credit, or all the, yeah. so all the two the schools but two offer non-credit. You want to the our university so partners want to be non-credit because they don't want to. They're worried about running afoul of the federal government and Title IV and all that. And so, um, but University of California Riverside offers it for in their extension school for credit. And then last year, Syracuse University started offering. Syracuse? They're not offering credit. Um, when you take it, but if you go on to get a degree, they'll give you full credit for the program. They give you a prior learning assessment yeah. uh, credit, right? So because you could take that, you could take credit uh, from learning about the business of cannabis and, and say that is equal to a course or two in this business program, business management, yeah. because yep. you're learning about money management, you're learning about something, right? So that yeah, seems to me like that the credit transfer would be more common or credit, but I guess uh, not. You know, everybody's still just a little nervous of the, of the Department of Education, although there are universities that offer degree programs now in cannabis, and there's not been any problem, but I understand. And, you know, you were talking about how uh, schools need to make money. Most of, uh, most of our partners have a division of continuing professional education, yes. and they're self-funded. So they don't get any money from the school. They only operate based on what they bring in in revenue from their programs. And yep. so it's a really big help to them uh, to, to be able to get a lot of students in a program that people are getting jobs from. So you approach a school and you say, hey, look, we could do this. You can enter, you can what? You can uh, create some market share in the cannabis industry for students. And the university says, oh, cannabis, I, I, I don't know, <laughs> uh, my faculty or uh, my, yeah. my traditional faculty are not going to like this. Or my traditional administrators are not going to like this. Mm -hmm. Or, yes, we've been waiting for something innovative like this. That's a spectrum. Where is the real reality yeah, of that? 95% are, oh, gosh, what are you talking about? That's not a good idea. My provost is going to kill me if I bring it up or things like that. And so it, it takes a while to help them understand this is not. You know, this is not about, you know, telling people how to grow in their backyard and, you know, sell it to their neighbors. This is a real business. This is a multi-billion dollar business, the fastest growing job market in the country for the last four years running. Uh, and in a state where it's legal and we're and we all of our partners, with one exception, are only in states where it's either medically or recreationally legal. Um, it's the demand is, is enormous. And so schools start if, if a school looks to their mission. And starts to figure out that our goal was to train, you know, the future leaders of all kinds of industries. You know, I, I can promise you every university figured out or is trying to figure out how to have an AI program. Yeah, for sure. Right. And there's not even necessarily jobs, quote unquote, in AI. There are jobs in cannabis uh, every single day. And so it's, it's making a difference. And universities come around. It takes a little while. I've had to have some chats in front of, you know, boards of trustees and lots of presidents and provosts. But I think once they figure out that this is about education and not advocacy, you know, we're not saying that this is right for everybody, that everybody should go out and be, you know, you know, consuming cannabis. We're saying that this is a viable growing industry and people need to be trained in order to run it. Which, you know, um, it, it, this 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 is the type of issue that can become political very quickly, which uh, we tend to stay away from. What I will say is in the state of Missouri, where I live, um, a cannabis became legal in November of this past year, I think. 
Um, it was medically legal, um, and then it went recreational legal maybe a year ago. I don't know. It's yeah, been it was about, about a year, year ago. Yeah. Um, and if you if you drive by, um, your expect your thoughts for the for the average person that's that's freaked out by cannabis and think. The, the people who are going in and out of these uh, shops are not the, you know, tie-dyed, uh, you know, long-haired hippies of the past. You're talking about professionals. The elderly are going in there for topicals. Um, there's there, The uses for cannabis are far-reaching. The people who are using cannabis products are far-reaching. But the acceptance of cannabis is not as far-reaching. Right? So, yeah. So, yeah, you're exactly right. 50% of the people that walk into an a recreational dispensary are over the age of 50 and looking to solve for a problem, not get high. Right. They're not sleeping. They have chronic pain. They're in cancer treatment. They're not eating. They have, you know, you name it. And, um, and so it's not, yeah, it's not about people just going in and seeing how quickly they can get high. The people are really solving for problems. Uh, and it is, it's, it's, um, you know, probably the real enthusiasts who are just, you know, wearing their tie dye are probably growing it in their backyard anyway. Yeah. And they're not going into they the always dispensary. Were. Yeah. So that's not changed. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it's it's a real business and people are, are benefiting from it. My mother is 85 years old and a year and a half ago she told me she only slept four hours a night. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's not good when you're 83. And so or I, when you're eight. Yeah. And she lives in matter. Florida. So she got a medical card and I told her, go get a candy bar, have one square of a candy bar an hour before you want to fall asleep. And now she sleeps eight hours a night. And that's game changing for the elderly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and so it's huge. That's why, you know, Florida is the third largest cannabis market after California and Colorado. And it's only <laughs> medical. Right. Um, because it's just such a need. So, yeah, you're right. It's not just the stoners. So what's the uh, wh- what are you doing here at this conference? What are the goals? What, what, what are you hoping for? Well, because we're responsible for the marketing of the programs for our schools, uh, you know, we you know, we put a lot of investment into marketing and understanding trends and things like that. And, you know, and this is a great, great conference for that. Uh, looking, I'm looking forward to trying to maybe convince Google to start letting us buy Google AdWords with the can- <laughs> with cannabis because <laughs> as of now you can't do that. Just like you can't put, you know, money from a from a cannabis company into a federally insured bank. I mean, there's just right. so many crazy rules around cannabis because it's still so, federally illegal. It's fairly, still fairly illegal. So right. we're just we're just trying to learn everything we can so we know that we can reach as many people as possible. Which it makes it. it, it Sorry, but I get going on these thoughts. It's like if it's federally illegal and I can't put it in a federal bank, then I need to put it in a different kind of bank. I need to manage my money differently, track it differently. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm just going to be somebody that just imagines this and all of a sudden figures it out. Or I need formal training to understand the flow of dollars, where, where things are going in and out. Yeah. Six and 000, security. Security, I know, is a big time issue, right? Yeah. Because. Um, because I know it's mostly a cash business or was it's a hundred percent cash business for the most part. Uh, there are some, some dispensaries have been able to do kind of a debit card transaction, yeah. but in general, it's hundred percent cash. And that's why when you walk into most dispensaries, there's an armed guard at the door. Right. And it's, and it's, so it's not safe for the people that are working there. It's not, it's, you know, you, it's not a good business model to put money in a mattress. Right. And, you right. know, so, so we talk about alternatives for that and really help people figure that out. And, uh, it's making a difference. What's uh? So you're here. You're you're going to talk to Google's primary. What Elvin's got sway with Google. We'll try to help. My have fingers him help and you. toes are crossed. Yeah, I convince him to do something different. Um, are you are you looking to, to 
get some university partners while you're here. Sure. And the enrollment and marketing people that are going to go, I need more students. Yeah. Right. I've spoken to a, a number so far and we have a couple of our existing partners that are here as well. So it's, I always like to be able to catch up with them and see how things are going from their perspective. So this is a great opportunity to, to see lots of different people. Very good. Um, what else do you want to say about Greenflower? Uh, you know, if if anyone's interested in learning more about the programs, you know, our website kind of lists all of the programs and all the schools you can choose from. So greenfloweredu.com is a great place to go to learn about the programs and really get a feel for all the things we offer and see what's coming next. And, and then also, you know, choose a school that might be good for you. Or, or if you're at a school and you want to learn more about it, you can reach right back out to us. But uh, we're we're not in every state that's legal right now. We're you know, we're but we're, our goal is to be. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's just kind of a slow roll, if you will, to get schools up for the challenge, if you will. Who's going to be at the front end of this? That's the question. What institutions are going to want to be at the front rather than trying to catch up from behind? That's always the question we have to answer in higher ed. Uh, Daniel has been here to help, hopefully help you want to be more on the front end of things. Ladies and gentlemen, he's my guest. No, he's your guest. Let's see if I get his last name right. He's Daniel Kalef. Well done. Caleb, <laughs> Chief Growth Officer at Greenflower. Daniel, you have a good time on the podcast today talking about uh, this with me. This has been great. I'm, I'm a fan of your all's, and uh, so it's, it was really cool to meet you and to be on. And, we, and I really appreciate the interest because not enough people understand the significance of it, and it's great to get the word out. Thank you, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just ed-upped.